Folks, welcome back to a jam-packed special episode of Bullet Points. I am your host, Ty B. Tonight, I will be joined by Kevin Masari and Mike Bunt. We have a lot to break down in the UB Athletics world as the men's basketball team come off back-to-back wins and a huge blowout over Miami of Ohio. And they look forward to going into the Dome this Saturday. What's up, Jeremy White? We're coming for you. Sorry, SUNY Syracuse. And... The football bowls are in the Mac championship game. Tons of excitement right now for all of UB fans. But first we're going to talk a little bit about that men's basketball win. Kev, I'm going to throw it to you first, a very efficient scoring game from these bulls. Something we were a bit worried about not shooting very well. You see him hit 42% from three 50% from the field overall really good in the first half. And then, the threes in the second half just kept that lead going. And, you know, you get some big points out of Keyshawn Bruton hitting a couple, you know, three pointers, not necessarily at a great clip, but he's starting to find his way getting into this offense as well. How do you, how did you like that win there against Miami? Yeah. I mean, I thought they had to come out and beat a couple of bad teams. I didn't overly like their performance against Mercyhurst. Uh, I thought they, they got beat in the second half. Um, you can't see that against any D2 team. I know they probably, just, you know, step their, take their foot off the gas. Um, I would have liked to see a bigger win. It looked to me like Mercyhurst had some more heart than Miami. Um, Miami was not a very good program. Like we said in the pregame last week's show, I needed to see two wins without any drama. And we saw that before me to even consider the season to be going off in the, in the right way. Um, I would be feeling much better if they didn't keep losing to army. Um, early on in seasons, they seem to struggle against offensive teams right now. They don't play good enough defense. Um, they played pretty, pretty defensive last game against Miami. Um, I thought defensively they were horrible against Mercyhurst in the second half. Um, so take that for what you will, but they, they stepped it up last game. They showed some energy. Um, really liked what I saw from a lot of players like Skogman a lot. I came in and hit back-to-back triple tries. Um, I like to say triple tries to make fun of the Mac <laughs> announcers, by the way, or fill it up or whatever they like to say. Um, Michael Ragai. Um, but I enjoy um, the way he plays. I like Skogman a lot. I, I don't know why he's not getting any, as many minutes. Uh, I think he can, he can bring a lot to the team. Um, like what I saw a little bit from Mbalo looked like he was a little bit slow, um, coming off injury. So we'll see what he's got going on. Um, but I did like that. And I'm, I'm a uh, Fagan fan. I think he's, he's, he's a really good player. Um, I was worried he would never even play for UB. Um, but I like what he brings. I mean, they're physical, they're phys- more physical than I th- would thought they would be. They're still, you know, top 30 in the country in rebounding. So they do that particularly well. They just don't shoot very good. Uh, they need a little bit more from Graves as we talked about last, uh, last week, he can't be dipping in each of except assists. Uh, he can't be dipping in each of his categories as a senior. We can't see that. So I'd like to see him as one of my favorite players. Personally, I'd like to see that pick up. But Nathan Williams is, a, is just a dog. He's a beast. Um, he's developed way more than even after freshman year, um, than I thought he would, uh, going into sophomore, he developed and then going into junior, he developed even more. So he's, he's a dog out there. He's real good. He is, uh, Mac in, in the running to, to be talked about for Mac player of the year right now, early on in the season. So those are all good things, guys, but I do need to see a little bit more secondary scoring. I uh, need a little bit more from Nickelberry as a senior leader on the team, um, just, just tends to force it at times. 
um, throwing cross-court passes out of bounds. Did find a little bit of a stroke later on in the day. Uh, so I need to see these big performances against the Akrons, the Kents, and even Ohio this year. So I want to see um, them all step it up. I need to see a little bit more of a, a rhythm for the squad rather than 10, 11 deep. Need to shorten it maybe a little bit. Um, as some of these games become bigger, including Syracuse. So we'll see what all that brings. But to make a long story short, I was happy with the two games. I thought they played with a little bit more energy than normal. Um, and we'll see if they can keep that up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were a bit critical last week just because we didn't know if they were going to figure things out. You have to be a bit worried if you lose the Army in basketball, no matter what team you are. So, Mike, let's be a little bit more optimistic here. You know, tell me about some of those bright spots, especially Janathan Williams. What's really clicking for these Bulls that, that sort of are going to turn things around? And hopefully you're telling me you, you sneakily like them going into the Dome. Yeah, I have a lot of – there's some encouraging signs in the last performance against Miami. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Janathan Williams. He's taken an incredible leap from last year into this year, averaging 20 points a game through five games, and he's really becoming a go-to score for this Bulls squad. And the thing I love about him is that he attacks the hoop and he finds the way of finishing. He wasn't afraid of doing that in the past, but sometimes he was inconsistent near the rim. It seems like he's gotten a better touch uh, close to the hoop. He's developed a, a jumper that he's hitting at a higher rate uh, than he has in the past. And this was the reason why he was a top 50, top 150 recruit that had offers from top 25 schools all over the country. He had the athleticism. He has, has the size uh, and the ability. They just needed him to, to get it out of him. And, and right now we're finally starting to see that. And there was another top 100 recruit that went to Akron about a decade ago that took three or four years to develop and really make a name for himself. Uh, Zeke Marshall, when, whenever you get these, four-star guys coming in the Mac, you expect instant results, but sometimes it takes three years or so to really get your potential out. And even though they're different positions, uh, I, I think we're starting to see Janathan really become that incredible player. We were all hoping for early on uh, Kev hit it. Javon Graves. He's playing decent so far. Hope he has another level in him right now. He's struggling with his shooting touch, but the reason why I'm kind of optimistic uh, going forward is I don't really think the Mac is in good shape this year as a conference. I look at the top to bottom. I don't really see anybody that's really that strong. I know last week I was Mr. Pessimism and this is going to seem like a 180, but watching Bowling Green, they struggled against Wright State. Ohio lost to Marshall. Akron uh, got handed a loss by St. Bonaventure in Cleveland. So I, I don't think I'm as high as I was on the rest of the conference. And it, really, I think it's going to be a dogfight uh, between everybody. And then just talking about the Cuse game coming up, I watched a couple of their games this year, uh, most recently against Northeastern. And that was a very close game against a team that really didn't look that good. So I'm not high on the Syracuse team. I don't think they're that athletic. I don't think they are as good defensively as what they've been in the past. I think Syracuse is beatable. Now, I wouldn't pick UB, but I do think Syracuse is beatable, and I think this is going to be one of the worst Orange teams that we've seen in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. We all know what happened the last time UB ran into Syracuse, turned it straight into SUNY Syracuse, and 
producer burrs on sports center waving the train wreck flag and all the Q's fans face sorry to the haters um kev we were worried about the shooting on this team we saw a much better performance over 50 percent from three that'll probably do it to shoot them out of the zone but do you think they're they're gonna have that consistency rolling into this one can they shoot that zone out come saturday yeah, I mean, it's the same. I mean, Miami, Ohio's a, they're not a zone. They're not, you know, they're not nearly as defensive as Syracuse, but they try to be. I mean, Miami, Ohio is going to be a team that plays defensive. They're going to try to gobble you up, get you on the boards, play physical, run the, run the clock down. Um, not quite the same as Syracuse, but it's in a similar guise of how Syracuse likes to play and really stifle you. Uh, they did show some good signs, and it's almost like they were practicing for a bigger opponent like Syracuse. I think Syracuse is a little better than they've been in the past, a couple down years for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they I absolutely, you can't have Javon Graves. You know, needs to go in. We need a CJ Massenburg type of performance. You can't shoot 25% on the season like he is right now from three and think you're going to beat Syracuse. So we need to see that up more around the upper 30s. He's definitely capable of doing it. We know that Sagu shooting at 40 plus percent, 41%, 42% to be exact. Janathan shooting at 42% last year. He had times when it was like he was like 0 for six stretches. And I was like, Janathan's got to stop shooting that. Um, this year seems to be doing a lot better with it. Bruton's at 26%. He's, um, you know, he started off a little slow. I think he's three for 11 right now, um, if I'm not mistaken. Roughly, um, he went really cold early on in the season, but he's he's key to it, man. He's key to it. He's key in that, like, guard, wing, slash position, a combo position. Uh, he's key to the what they're able to do. We saw him ball missed three threes, <laughs> um, uh, which, was, which was pretty funny. Uh, he got pretty angry. AT got pretty angry at him there. Um, but Nickelberry is another guy who should be able to stroke it. And could Skogman be a bigger wing guy? Can get in the middle, kick it out. I don't know if we'll see any minutes. Would like to see him log more than nine minutes, though. So we'll see if he's key to this, especially against his own a bigger, rangy guy who can stroke a three. Um, and well, they can bang bodies, guys. I mean, the one thing I am more confident in than normal, even than some of the Oats teams beside Perkins, they couldn't bang bodies. If I was like, well, they're going to lose in the NCAA tournament, they can't bang bodies. Uh, if Perkins is on the bench or in foul trouble, I did not trust anyone that came in the game or started the game on those teams. They were pretty poor performers at the forward position. I can admit that I think the forward group's a little bit better. Um, they don't have a higher end performer like Perkins, but I think that that forward group is deep. It can bang bodies. It can rebound some of the things you need to do against Syracuse. Fagan's going to be able to do it. I like Brock a little bit as he's finally shown to be productive. Um, still got a lot of hopes for Hardnet, but he's not there yet. Um, and Bala, if he's full strength in this game, can bang bodies. So it's going to be a little bit of everything. And I think that that's going to play a role, not just the shooting. Got to play defense. They're going to shoot the three. Buddy Bayheim strokes at a really high clip. Um, so there's there's defense to be played in this game on top of I need to see Graves' percentage up a little bit. Um, and they need to rebound like they have been. The one thing I am confident on is them rebounding and, and banging a little bit more bodies than we saw. Uh, maybe under some Oats teams. So that, those are the things. 24th in the nation in rebounding at 44. Need that in the high clip, especially if they're missing those threes. We need that, and we need those putbacks by Ambala and Janathan. Hit the threes. I think, it's a good, I, think it's, I think it's a fair to say that, especially with no crowd, I think that there's, there's a chance that uh, UB does perform better than you know, we might have had early on in this show um, in, in some of the early editions, but they were warranted, and you can't lose to Army and then me say you're going to go in the Dome and win. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot to do. They're going to get healthy here. A lot of people said they didn't have you know, a couple of their key players against Army. 
I'll use it. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. But I, this is the game where if they have those key players, which everybody on the roster is healthy, I need to see it. Oh, absolutely. You've got to be worried though right now because Syracuse is putting, putting the ball through the hoop. They're averaging just under 80 points at 79.8 per game. Uh, yes, some of them were to some inferior opponents. Um, BC, not very good this year in the ACC. You're probably going to see them getting rolled by pretty much everyone at that clip. But Syracuse has five guys averaging the double digits. So you're really going to have to play sound team defense because it's not just one guy you're looking to shut down, just, uh, just a key superstar. You're going to have to really – everyone has to be focused at every point. Because if you just for one second look away, someone's yeah. going to have a backdoor cut, or Buddy Beheim's going to slip for a deep three or something. And they only play seven you, guys, by the way, too, Ty. I mean, Buddy yeah, Beheim, one part. for 12, one for 12 today. You can't rely on that against UB. He's not going to probably go one for 12 in back to back games. I uh, only put up 62 today, just just for, uh, and Merrick Dolajai is a guy. I, can't, I, I thought he's like a seventh year player at seventh year player at this point, but uh, is putting up dub, dub digits, kind of like a little bit more athletic version of their Brock over there. Um, that just kind of has always been there in 610 senior. Um, so uh, it's, they're, it's, they're not good though. They, they really, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm comparing them to old Syracuse teams, obviously. Right, anytime, right, right, right. Anytime that UB goes against Syracuse, you got to respect the orange. And obviously, Syracuse is going to be a favorite in this game. And mm-hmm. it'd be, it'd still be shocking to see UB come away with a victory. But with the standard that we have for Syracuse, this team is not good. They they struggled to beat Bryant earlier this year. They've already lost <laughs> to Rutgers. They could have lost to Northeastern today. Their wins are against crappy teams. Boston College, yeah, they, they play in the ACC. They're awful. They are awful. Uh, I saw Niagara play against Syracuse, and yeah, Syracuse won by 30. But if you can win a game by 30 and still look like crap, Syracuse managed to do that against Niagara because <laughs> Niagara couldn't make a wide open shot if their life depended on it. it that game could have been even closer if Niagara just knew how to play some basic basketball. Um, sure. This, this Cuse team is not good. And I, I'll just say that. Like, if they finished in the upper half of the ACC, I'd be shocked. The only thing they have going for them is their coach and the style of play that they've been using for the last 40 years. I, I don't care that they have a couple players averaging high double digits and five players. They have little depth. And even their players like Dolajai that average 11 points a game, he's one of those guys where I feel like Syracuse fans are constantly waiting to freak out on because of how many dumb plays or easy misses they make over the course of a ball game. I'll give Syracuse credit. They'll, they'll probably finish over 500. They'll be halfway decent. But this are they missing UB, people? UB can beat this team. They, they just can't wet the bed. They have to be able to hit their jumpers. If they can hit – they're jumpers that are open looks. They they can win this game. Will they? I, I won't predict it, but they can. Oh, yeah. I think. Are they missing it's... people, Ty? Do you know if they're missing? Not... They had some COVID losses. I don't know. But that was the beginning of the season. Um, they were, they didn't get enough practice. Uh, Beheim was complaining about that. And uh, recently just complaining about Nate Oates. You love to see that. 
pretty much everyone complaining about Nate and this whole coach K debacle right now. We won't, we won't get into that one. Uh, get into the weeds <laughs> on that. Um, he said, she said stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, so, um, uh, all right. Give me your likelihoods that okay. this upset can happen. We don't have the lines. They probably won't come out until Friday, maybe, maybe late Friday, if not Saturday morning. I would say, you know, Cuse is probably like a seven, eight point favorite at least. Kev, what do you think the Bulls' yeah. chances are of getting this one done? I mean, ESPN puts it about 12%. I think it's higher than that. I mean, I'm not going to go crazy much higher than that. I mean, I'm probably looking at 20 in the 20s. I'm probably in 20. We'll double it up. I'm at the 25%. I think that's me looking at from a UB perspective, knowing what they could potentially do. I can't say that they would win this game more than three out of 10. Um, it's tough. I mean, for the reasons Mike said, I think that brings me up from a two out of 10 to a three out of 10. I can't go too, too, too much higher than that. Uh, it is still going to be on the road. Um, it is a UB team also that, you know, needs to put things together in their own right. I mean, if this was the, the ranked teams or like, of course I would 60, 70%. Um, but these are teams that are still figuring it out themselves coming off an army loss a couple of games ago. Um, a Bowling Green loss, more importantly than, you know, keep focusing on the Army loss. Bowling Green game, who, who in my opinion, is a middle-of-the-road, upper-middle MAC team. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think this team's better than Bowling Green. So I need I need to see what they can do against Syracuse. Um, and, I mean, I think they're missing Sabide. Uh, I don't think he's – I mean, I know he's played in a game, but he's kind of – he's not an offensive guy at all, but he really disrupts people um, to the point where it's like, well, you know, he's worth playing. So – um, he's a senior now. He only played one game. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of things that they're not used to playing in the Mac, even though a bad team like Syracuse, they still have guys, you know, lots of playing Alan Griffin scoring at 18 points per game, yep. buddy Bayham at 19. Um, you know, Merrick Dolajai still scoring at a decent clip. Joseph Gerard's a guy that can shoot the lights out too. These are guys on this roster guys. I mean, this isn't, they have some experience playing some good Mac schools, let's be honest. And some of them have been good in recent years and bad in others. Um, this is, this would be a number one ranked Mac school. So that's how I'm looking at it. This is how I'm looking at it is how would you beat the best Mac school? Um, they might not be ACC good, um, but that's, that's what I'm looking at, Mike. I mean, I have, I have three out of 10 in this. You could convince me a little bit more, but I'm, I'm not going to go too much more. I'll go 25%. Yeah. Okay. 24. So you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was feeling beforehand. And it might seem like a low percentage after I just hyped UB and uh, <laughs> put Syracuse down for the past five minutes, but they still are an ACC school. They still have top exactly. level players. Yeah. They play a difficult defense to, to do well against unless you're hitting your shots. They play so, yeah, EMU I, every I, year. <laughs> so here's the thing though. One in four might not sound like great odds, but it's still 25%. I mean, I'm giving them a chance. I, I I think if you get Javon Graves playing the cape, the basketball he's capable of playing, and he yep. comes out and he plays and he's that twenty plus score who's hitting from deep, who's coming out looking like a Massenburg, look out! Like they can pull this off. But if you get the the Graves that's tentative, that's going one of eight from deep, yeah, Syracuse can kill this UB squad, but. I think you're going to see a competitive game either way. I think this is going to be a, a final score. Worst case scenario, UB loses by 10 to 15. Best case scenario, they pull off the win. I think most likely scenario, 
UB probably loses by like seven, eight points. Yeah, like that Bowling Green game. Yeah, no, I agree. That's probably what it ends up being. I agree with that fully. But I need I need to see a little bit out of their offense. I need to see him bang bodies and play see him play defense. I think they they got a legitimate shot at it. Um, it's I'm looking at it like a lot like that DePaul game last year. Um, stuff like that. Like that was a undefeated DePaul team, wasn't it? When they played mm-hmm. them, weren't they? At the time, they didn't end up finishing particularly well, but they had beaten some good out of conference teams. So. You know, it's going to be an athletic team and it's going to be an athletic squad. And I think that they have a chance at this. I, I think they have a chance. I mean, equally, like as negative as I can be sometimes, I do think they're athletic. I do think that they they match up okay. Um, they play good defense and rebound. That's those, those those are pivotal against the zone. The other thing is we need to see the threes. The threes fall. The shooting is better like it was against uh, Miami. I, I, they got a shot. Oh, absolutely. I think they have a shot. And a team that has more than just a shot – the UB football team, 13 and a half point favorites going into Detroit against Ball State. The, la- the last time these two teams played in Detroit, a huge, huge victory in 2008 for the UB Bulls, their first and only MAC championship over a. Was Ball State undefeated, I believe? I know they were ranked. Yep, 12 and 0. They're 12th in the country. Yeah. So over, yep. yeah, the number 12 team in the country. Can Ball State get some revenge? Eh, I don't really think so. This team that Lance Leipold has put together really has everything, everything you look for when you're talking about a championship team. Kev, yep. should I be worried at all? No, there's nothing to be worried about. This this team, they playing a little bit bad. Uh, they're playing a little bit better than they started off with. Um, came out of the MAC West. The best storyline is that they're going to get us back from when we beat them ranked. Um, that's like the only storyline they have going for them. Um, but from a pure football standpoint and that, that kind of stuff aside, I, I don't see it guys. Ball state's not a good pro. I mean, they, they played well this year. They lost to Miami, a team UB took care of. They scrapped by NIU. They scrapped by EMU, barely won Toledo, had a nice win against central banged, you know, to the last minute against Western that they have one win over three points uh, over one score, excuse me. And it was the central game. Um, I'm just looking at the first couple of games of direct comparisons. They struggled against NIU mightily. They struggled against Miami mightily. Uh, Those are two teams that UB didn't play their best against NIU and still smoked. Um, So I don't, I don't see it. They lot up a lot of rushing yards to WMU last week. Uh, a lot, a lot of rushing yards and still one. That's not going to happen if you're going to let up 200 plus rushing yards against UB, uh, who's going to get more like three or 400. Um, that's just not going to happen for you. I don't see it. Uh, I don't think they have the physical talent defensively. They've struggled to me a little bit. Um, you know, allowing 27 points per game. They throw the ball particularly well. That's an okay matchup for UB against their weaker corners. Um, but other than that, I don't see it. I think that could be more like a Kent state game. I think they're probably on a level of Kent state. If I was to guess, uh, I think even maybe Ohio at full strength would have been a, probably a better game. Uh, I called Kent state kind of the, the championship game ball state could, could shock people, but Mike, I don't really see it. Those losses early on, they're playing a little bit better right now. Um, but, um, they just don't quite have the firepower to take out a ranked squad, um, bearing some type of bad special teams blunder um, and whatnot, but yeah, only 437 yards rushing from their top guy. Um, so, I mean, th- there's a lot of work to do there. They turn the ball over a little bit and Drew Pitt, it, it, Drew Plitt is not, uh, not a guy that overly scares me. He's not Dustin Crom, who, who was, who looked legitimate and still couldn't keep up with UB. 
Yeah, it's it's going to take quite the upset for Ball State uh, to win on Friday. It, it's actually kind of funny because you guys know all my my matching ties here in Buffalo and then going to Ohio. Yep. Uh, one tie you might not know about is that my wife actually went to Ball State. So we're not going to be talking to each other on Friday. No. And, uh, and she's going to be rooting for the Cardinals. I'll be rooting for uh, UB. Uh, but I, I lived in Indiana for, for two and a half years, about an hour away from Muncie. So know a lot of Ball State people. Um, good school, uh, but their athletics programs uh, aren't, aren't on UB's level right now. And um, when, it, when it comes to this game, it's kind of – UB's been expecting to be in this this contest all year long. Ball State is just happy to be there. And while uh, UB is massive favorites, one thing I do want to point out in the MAC championship, sometimes the strange, crazy things happen. Uh, there's been a lot of upsets. Go back to 2008 when UB beat Ball State when the Cardinals were 12th in the country. That was an unbelievable upset then. Uh, we've seen Kent State get – uh, Kent State uh, take on uh, Northern Illinois, mm-hmm. both of them ranked. We've seen uh, Miami, Ohio win a MAC championship out of nowhere. So sometimes crazy things do happen uh, in the MAC championship, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. And the biggest reason why is when you have the, the men in the trenches that UB has that are just overpowering uh, their, their competition on a week to week basis. Ball State can't stop UB. They're not going to be able to stop the run. UB's going to be able to just run it down their throats. And in the end, that's it's going to be too much for them. I don't even care if UB doesn't even throw a pass this entire game. They're going to <laughs> they're going to win. And and there's really not much that I think Ball State uh, can do uh, to to keep UB from getting their sixth win of the year. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree anymore. It took a 17 point fourth quarter and a music city miracle call on your side, not getting screwed over by ball state to get into this Mac championship game. They barely skated by in the Mac West. And you saw, although Northern Illinois didn't really win very much, uh, they were able to stay in a lot of those games. There were very close matchups and the bulls rolled over Northern Illinois. I don't think they're going to have, that much trouble against this ball state team. The only guy I'm a little bit worried about uh, is, is the receiver. Yo Hines, Tyler Great um, name. with a name like that. He is their leading touchdown receiver. You got to be worried just, just slightly. He is an all Mac name team guy, which will be coming out before the Mac championship. So make sure we're waiting for this tie. I decided to hold it until okay. the Mac championship. They had their season awards. Well, I got mine, the all-name team coming for you. But, Kev, what matchup here in this game are you are you looking forward to most? You know, we yeah. Mike, Mike hit on, you know, the trenches. I think UB has a great advantage there. We've seen what this offensive line has done, the highest-rated offensive line in all of collegiate football by Pro Football Focus. So where are you looking forward to most? It doesn't have to even be, you know, a key matchup, but what are you mm-hmm. looking forward to most? No, I mean, you kind of touched on it right there. It's, you know, obviously we can all talk about the trenches. UB's got an advantage over even power five programs, depending who at that spot, but you, you talked about it a little bit. I mean, I, I brought it up a couple of games ago and I think it was Kent. I mean, I need to see what Justin Hall and Johannes Tyler can do against the DBs. I mean, that is a matchup that I think that is interesting to me because they do throw it. Okay. <laughs> Um, nine touchdowns between the two. 
Um, they have another slot receiver in Antoine Davis, who's, who's, you know, by all means a fine Mac receiver. Um, you know, that's, that's 12, 13, 1400 yards between the three of them. And UB got beat by even Bowling Green at times at the DB position. So I'd love, I'm watching this matchup. I want to see pre-Washington. I see Corey Gross. I want to see the unit and the squad step up and play really good defense. I mean, we know what they, we talk about the trenches. We know what they can do even on the defensive line. We know what they can do running the ball. I mean, that duh. Um, don't need to talk about the number one rated rush offense offense overall. That's cool. I want to see this. This is the matchup to me. How, how are they going to stay in the game, Ty? That's the question. How are they going to stay in the game? Not just win it, stay in the game. Beside turnovers and special teams, garbage. It's going to be Johannes Tyler, Justin Hall, and Antoine Davis, a couple of pretty good Mac receivers. Um, that's where they have the advantage. I think their quarterback's average. He's got some good receiver talent, though. Um, five interceptions. He's in sack 20 times, only 1,600 yards, and they've played a full complement of games. So it's not like he's particularly threatening. Um, not like Crumb was just can, can find guys open like no one else in the Mac quarterback wise. So I need to see the defensive backs. Um, I need to see him step it up. Can they do enough to, to not blow it? I mean, that's really all it comes down to. They can line up big passes and they have every all year. Um, but that's, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to. Or they could, they, could they throw it in my face and say, you know what, these guys, we're going to run it down their throats. They're going to have to throw a lot. Pre-Washington's going to step it up. Um, that unit's going to be a little bit better than they've been in the past and, and put this game, game game away. Because if that unit wins or is average, let's say that they equal out those decent receivers, um, UB wins easy. That's their advantage they have if they can't capitalize on it. Um, that's the matchup I'm watching. Yeah, I, I love that, Cap. And right on that point, um, early signing day was today. UB continuing to add size in their key offensive line positions. 6'6", 275, 6'6", 280, uh, 6'4", 280. You love to see it continuing to get those hog mollies out there. It's it's what wins games in the MAC. what really separates you, gets you over that edge, and you're worried about the cornerback play, DeMarco Cuffey coming in, uh, a guy out of IMG Academy. Uh, I'm very interested to see how he gets here. He is going to be a mid-year enrollee, so he's going to be here getting a little bit of extra. Work now, how's with the brothers? Yeah, that too. That's another thing: a linebacker and cornerback as well. So you're going to be adding that whole bunch of guys from Michigan, four of them um, in total. So that'll be something fun to watch out for. I like I like Coffee possibly to step into that starting lineup or at least getting into that rotation next year. But Mike, to you, let's start out these predictions. How bad are the Bulls going to beat down Ball? So soft state. I I actually kind of like the line that is established right now. What is it like 13 and a half points? Yeah, I was um, going to say same thing. Yeah. If I was to pick, UB's going to keep scoring because there really is no stopping what they have right now, unless you commit to the box, uh, eight men in the box. And Van Trees has actually shown a few times this year, if you try to, try to stop him that way he can throw over the top and and hit a home run here or there I think this is going to be a 42-28 type game Ball State's going to score some points just like Kent State did against against UB but in the end I don't think any team in the MAC is really capable of, of stopping UB so uh, I'll say 42-28 in uh, a game that's going to be close for a little while but I think UB will start pulling away around the third quarter Wow, and I believe just slightly over 67 and a half there. Kev, what are you sitting at on this one? 
So I've been picking some unders because they're so high and, you know, I like covers sometimes because Bowling Green covered. And I always keep going back to that. Um, but in this game, I think UB is going to assert their dominance. Everyone's watching. They're ranked at this time. Um, they are only allowing, and I think they played some better offenses than Ball State's 21 points per game, which is encouraging as, as much as their DB unit is, is probably their weakest unit. Um, I personally think that they hit 24 points. That's about what I've had at Ball State. And I think UB goes to 41. Um, so 41, 24, you know, Mike put in his prediction. I'm thinking, well, that's really close to mine. Um, so 41, 41, 24, but we're on the same page. I think that's, that's the number. Um, and I could see a turnover either way, bumping up UB or upping, um, into the thirties for, um, ball state, but I don't, I don't have them going over the, the bulls average much 21. I think they're going to get 24. Um, and I, I think UB can, can run the clock. I think ball state will play a little bit enough, enough offense to keep UB's offense off the field. Um, and they will stack the box. They play a little bit better defense than some of the other teams. But that's still not great. They still couldn't stop Western's running game. 200 plus yards, guys. That's all you got to point to to think that UB is going to go over 300 yards rushing easily. Um, so I don't think they get it done. Uh, they haven't proven to do it against worse offenses. So UB is going to be in the 40s, and I'm I'm pounding the over. Oh yeah, absolutely, Kevin. That's that's my only trepidation here when picking this game because I'm trying to get into the mind of Lance Leipold. Obviously, you sat Jared Patterson for that second half uh, against Akron. So, you know, you, you want to keep him healthy. You're keeping him healthy for this MAC championship game. So, you, do you just fully unleash Jared Patterson? Because if you fully yeah. unleash Jared Patterson, this team could go again over 50, over 60 points. And there's no reason to stop scoring. Like, why wouldn't you continue to run it up? just to get as many eyes on this program as you can a huge primetime spot on Friday evening on national television. And you're thinking about, you know, this recruiting class you're bringing in. Well, think about what you can bring in the next year. If you really run things up and go off, I just talked myself into it. <laughs> 60, 6330 sorry Holy cow. i was with you guys before but i just put myself in lance's shoes this is going to make his job so much easier if he just gives the ball to jared patterson every down force feed him run it down their throats they cannot stop the run do what you've done all year go to your bread and butter you got coyote awasika you got mike nabisky clank has been great fusak's been great yep um gall has been good it's unbelievable. Jake Malinich leading the way. Zach Lefebvre as well. You even get KVT out there lead blocking as well as Kevin Marks. Run it down their throat. That's all I need to say. Get me to Friday night. Get us a ring in Detroit. <laughs> Ooh, I wish we could all be there. <sighs> Just one thing left to say, boys. Let's go Bulls. <laughs>